You're in for a treat now. Our next guest is one of the greats of motor racing. He left his mark on the sport of V8 supercars with over 400 V8 supercar race starts, multiple Bathurst 1000 wins and appointments to some of the highest profile race teams in Australasia. He's rightly considered one of the greats by fellow competitors and of course fans alike and one of the best blokes around. He preaches safe speeds and of course smart decisions when it comes to driving on the road and off the track he's actually got his helicopter pilot's licence and despite his driving career he loves to cycle, do all sorts of things. It's a great <laughs> pleasure to welcome to the show Greg Murphy. Hi Greg. Good day, Greg. Good afternoon gentlemen. Mate, it's really nice to chat to you. Thank you for your time. Oh, pleasure. Great to, great to talk. Yeah, very Greg, keen. Greg, can we begin by asking, obviously you've got a bit of a heavy foot on the track. You know, you're known for your famous speeds. <laughs> Are you tempted? Now, the reason I ask this is occasionally I've done that sort of indoor Grand Prix with those little carts. You go round and round the track and they're great and they slide out and you do your donuts. And then when I get in the real car on the real road, right after that, I really want to give it plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Are you tempted to actually put the old foot down on the open road in the in the urban section? I'd be I'd be a liar, wouldn't I, if I uh, <laughs> said that I wasn't. Uh, I, I I did uh, grow up in Hawke's Bay and and um, probably have uh, many regrets about the things I did when I was young, and that's why I and and you're talking about now as well. I mean, I I, I personally love New Zealand roads. I think they're fantastic. So I, I you know there's always that temptation, but I think that. The hypocrisy that would be thrown at me if I got caught these days speeding, uh, considering what I'm trying to preach to uh, everybody out there on the roads, and it's not just about speeding, it's about being, um, you know, making good decisions when it comes to driving. I, I, I don't think I could bear the being called a hypocrite if I got caught speeding at the moment. But Fair you know, it's um, it's it's one of those things that um, you know, I grew up with, and I've got plenty of uh, stories to tell about the things I I knew I was doing wrong at the time. <laughs> exactly. And now, um, and now know and understand what what young people yeah. are going through, you know, and, and the challenges and the risks and the temptations that are out there. Mm. Fair enough. Now, Greg, talking about growing up, mate, and as you mentioned, you grew, you grew up in Hawke's Bay. How did you learn to drive? Did did you who, who taught you to drive, or were you basically kind of self taught around a farm or something? No, no, I was um, we just sort of grew up in, in urban New Zealand. So um, I did used to go down to my grandparents' farm though, and ride the motorbike down there and bits and pieces from a fairly young age, but. Uh, my dad was, was pretty much the, the bloke that uh, taught me to drive, and my mum for that matter, but so probably more so my dad. And I was racing karts since I was eight years old, so a bit of the problem with that was, uh, what I was talking about before, is you know I, I thought that I was obviously God's gift to driving anything from quite a young age. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, you know, I, I, I got through the, the process. It didn't fail any of the tests. I actually had to go through the graduated licensing system back then, which um, was fairly annoying considering um, a bunch of my mates got in just before the, the laws changed. But um, you know, I, yeah, I had a, a pretty good, uh, pretty uh, teacher, and and my dad, or most of my parents, actually through through that period. How hard is it in the great race, Bathurst? Have you've been a champion there a number of times, as we mentioned? How hard is it to actually remain focused? Because in sports, you know, you might play a tennis match at Wimbledon or the Australian Open. It's five hours, but if you if your concentration wanes after three hours, you don't die. Um, and, and, <laughs> Fair play. How hard is it to remain so focused? Um, I think it's that uh, that still that 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 opportunity or that chance that potential to to cross the finish line first and and feel that accolade, see that chequered flag, and stand on that podium. I mean, you it, it's part of what just becomes inbuilt and becomes very natural, just like anything that you know, any sport or any 
any job that you do, you know, you, you, it's sort of you end up being a little bit on on sort of autopilot in some respects. And yeah. the mental side of it is so much more than than what um, I think people sort of give motorsport credit for, because it is it is an incredibly mental uh, strength sort of sport, and you've got to manage and control so many different parts and, and periods of, of a race, especially those long races like Bathurst. So. You know, um, you know, when you do have a chance to compete in something like that too, you, you know you've got to make the most of it, and and um, that creates the challenges about you know around not wanting to make a mistake and all that kind of stuff. So the mental side is, is hard, but there is that selfish side of, of wanting to achieve and, and wanting to win and wanting to be the best. And I think there's a, you know, finding that cross pollination and finding the right mix there is is really really important. And the best drivers uh, clearly uh, manage those situations yeah. really well. Makes a lot of sense. Greg, last one from me, mate. Um, only once in my life have I been driven around a racetrack. It was a guy called Danny Sullivan who won the Indianapolis 500 wow. back in the 1970s. He drove me around Pukekohe at high speed in a Porsche. He scared the crap out of me, I've got to be honest, <laughs> when mate. When was that, Phil? When was that? It was, in about, it was about 1973, 74. He came out here and raced at Pukekohe in the Grand Prix. Oh, wow, fantastic. Well, there you go. That's actually something that I'm going about. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to speak you, Greg, but I'm, I'm terribly impressed. Anyway, <laughs> the question I was going to ask is, as a civilian, I found it terrifying. The speed that he was going at felt like we, felt like we were going to roll at every corner. As yeah. a professional driver, as you are, did you ever have moments of actual fear while you were in a car, or were you concentrating so hard that the fear kind of went out the rear vision window? Yeah, the, the moments of fear are, are probably um, the moments when you've lost control. Um, you know, I never, I, I can't really recall, or you know, and again, that's that's a, that's an important part of a makeup of a of a race car driver. That you know, no matter what's going on, and whatever the situation, no matter the speed, if you've got any inkling of of fear, I mean, you're never going to achieve, you know, what the job requires. So, um, and I think, you know, there's obviously probably drivers out there that, that do have a bit of that and they're not going to be successful. Um, the moments that I probably had a fear when it was, when, when you know, fate was taking over and yeah. I didn't have a, have control anymore of what was going on. So in the situation where you, you're off the road and you can see that you're going to uh, hit, hit a bank or hit a fence or hit concrete or, or whatever, those moments are the ones where it's, um, you know, you, you from momentarily, you know, you've got fear for what the outcome is going to be. But never when I was in control, when I was on a racetrack and, and, and driving normally, the speed was was something that you got used to very, very quickly. And mm. because that's what you're trying to achieve, obviously, be the fastest, be, you know, have the, 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 the top speed, all that kind of stuff, you always wanted more. And so you got used to used to that quite quite fast. And, mm. and you know, for you, for sure, turning up at, um, and I do a lot of, you know, done a lot of hot laps in the, in the past, taken a lot of people for rides. And, and <laughs> you know, they, they don't know what to expect. And it's that unexpected sort of like reality yeah. of turning up at a corner, sort of like Pukekohe at a couple hundred kilometers an hour and going, well, this can't be right. This is not, not, uh, <laughs> not normal. Yeah. Hey, so, Greg. I can understand what you went through. Thanks, Let me mate. answer this question before we go to a quick break. You're obviously a brilliant driver at V8 Supercars. If you were to step into a rally car or a Formula One car, are you going to be good at that? Or are they a completely different set of skills? Very different set of skills, especially rally car. I mean, I actually have done some rallying, Simon, over the last few years, and, and it's something that I always wanted to have a go in because um, growing up in New Zealand, you know, I used to watch the likes of Possum Bourne doing amazing things, and I'm big, you know, sort of fan of uh, Hayden Patton, what he's done in rallying. So I wanted to have a go. So I had a crack at that. And I can honestly tell you, um, the set of skills required for that, which is totally new. I had to start wow. from scratch.
stretch, 100%. Oh. And it was about the only thing that I that I took with me to rallying was a bit of depth perception. And so managing to, to understand speed versus distance. And, and yeah. other than that, though, the skill set was, was a brand new start. And I can say I'm not doing it anymore um, at this stage. <laughs> and I left and finished, finished after going with, uh, for a ride with Hayden Patton a few times. I finished um, just absolutely in awe of what he achieved and realising that I was no good at it. That's really nicely said. Greg, do you mind just holding for two ticks? We'll play absolutely. some message and come back. We're joined by racing legend Greg Murphy. Thank you again, Greg, for your time. Uh, Greg, for those that don't know, was just recently, a couple of weeks back, inducted into the Bathurst Legends Lane, which is a pretty unique yeah, set well of people. Yeah, well done, Greg. Yeah. Congratulations, mate. Thanks, fellas. Right. Uh, it was uh, a, little bit of a, little bit of a surprise. A little bit of a surprise. Oh, I wouldn't think so. You thoroughly deserve that. Now, Greg, uh, we're going to get your choice of song, one of your favourite songs in just a moment, but Phil and I are going to throw six quick questions at you, rapid fire, oh, just goodness. the first, <laughs> first thing that comes <laughs> to mind. What is your greatest fear? Oh, goodness, greatest fear. Um, well, it used to be losing. Just being, okay. just yeah. Yeah, that's good. Fair enough. What's your favourite position? My favourite position? Um, let's talk material things, because I don't yep. want to, you know, obviously family. Yeah. Uh, my 69 uh, Dodge Charger. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> What's your greatest attribute? Honesty. Nice. Very good. Who did you idolise when you were a kid growing up? Peter Brock. Where and when were you your happiest? Uh, oh, where and when? I think I think it was probably the first uh, few years of my um, uh, motorsport, which was in New Zealand when it was really when it was still amateur. Yeah, it was at an amateur level, not a professional level. And last question for me: What's your favourite place in New Zealand, please? Favourite place in New Zealand: uh, Topol. Beautiful. And for me, finally, what's your greatest regret? Oh, man. Um, uh, so many. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I think in, a, in my career side of things uh, was that, you know, there were times where I could have done things better um, and, and would have got a different result from it. Um, you know, I don't really want to have too much many regrets about my career, but, um, yeah, there was moments yeah. where, um, you know, I know that if I put, done, actually tried harder or done, put a bit more effort in, I could have, could have achieved more. Fair enough. Yeah. And Greg, finally, the song you'd choose? Yeah, um, it's an interesting one, actually. Uh, it's um, Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead, and it's a song that I actually only came in contact with uh, not that long ago. A mate of mine is a musician, and he and he does uh, a couple of uh, uh, shows every year, Radiohead tribute, and um, he played this at a concert I was at, or at, sorry, at a, at a gig that he was doing um, about six months ago, and I'd never heard it before, and it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just an amazing tune. So I've got to love music, love a lot of other music, but this one, actually, I've uh, been listening to a fair bit. It's a great choice, Fake Plastic Trees. We'll leave it at that. Greg, thank you so very much for your time. It was wonderful to yak with you. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Appreciate it. Greg Murphy, and this is his song, Fake Plastic Trees, at News Talk ZB. Get ready. Get ready.